This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Live from New York, it's the show that two-thirds of loves music. Okay. <laughs> One-third... Okay. Just an old curmudgeon. <laughs> okay. Just wants us to read books before the show. Today, one team is boring, one team is scoring. Why Tom Brady says the Bucks are clicking at the right time. Meanwhile, new report. It's going to be an uphill battle for Lamar to play this weekend. Ooh. I'm just going to call it. He's not going to play. Oh. Why Nick thinks we may have seen the last of Lamar in Baltimore. And finally, wow. it's Wednesday. Wow. You know what that means? It's time for the greatest segment in all of sports television. And by... It's time for the greatest segment on sports television. I mean, in an hour from now. So stay tuned. I'm Kevin Wilds alongside Chris Broussard. Uh, you got to say something about the Chiefs? Well, I'm going to say something about the Tears. Oh, good. I mean, it's our first playoff edition of the Tears, everybody. And, because it's first week of the playoffs, all 32 teams make an appearance. Oh, good. All 32 teams are included wow. in this week's Tears. I Very think that's exciting. smart. Oh, thanks, buddy. Okay. The committee, you know, That'll be four PhDs amongst us, pretty smart group of guys. <laughs> We're starting with Dax's legacy. On the line in a battle versus Brady in Tampa Bay, Jean-Jacques Taylor writing in the Dallas Morning News, never had we had so little confidence in a 12-win team playing a team that's under 500 in the playoffs. But we feel that way because we know Brady's past and Dak's present. The Cowboys paid Dak $160 million over four years to win playoff games. He needs to get his second playoff win Monday or a negative narrative concerning his career will start to form. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good point. Do you think Dak's legacy is on the line? All right. I want to be very fair here, and I want to remind the audience, I don't think I am known as like a super uh, Dak Prescott strong critic or a huge Dak Prescott supporter. So I don't want this to sound too harsh. But Dak does not have a legacy. At all? No. What's DeMar DeRozan's legacy? Oh, Certain guys don't have (laughs) legacies. And he can start to build one, theoretically, this postseason. But right now, Dak Prescott, in the regular season and the playoffs, is Kirk Cousins with mattress commercials. Kirk Cousins don't have no legacy. He has now. Kirk Cousins, I guess, has a, a negative legacy, if you will, about the night games and nationally televised yeah. games. And Dak doesn't have that since Dak's rookie year. He's been to the Pro Bowl once. He's been to round two once. He has one playoff win. He's never led the league in any statistical category until this year, when he led the league in interceptions. That's a start. He's thrown for 4,000 yards twice. Not 5,000, 4,000. Twice. Yet, last year, the discussion was, what did you say, bro? Is he not, you didn't thousand. say this, right. but you reminded six the audience yesterday. Yeah. Is he going to throw for 6,000? Forget 40 touchdowns. He's thrown for more than 30 touchdowns once. He turns 30 this summer. And up to this point, he peaked as a rookie. He's fine, and if you have a fine quarterback because you're seeing what teams that don't have a quarterback, the the NFL hell they're in, you you stick with them. But Dak Prescott's legacy? Legacy needs to be saved (laughs) for guys that are a few tiers above Dak Prescott. So his legacy is not on the line because there's not a legacy to put on the line. I agree with Nick wholeheartedly on that. That that was my first thought when I saw this question was like, legacy? He doesn't have a legacy. All right, legacy is reserved for the all-time greats. And even not just – it's not that he's just – Oh, he's only played seven years. Mahomes, we can talk about in terms of legacy. Yeah, Mahomes. Okay, Burrow's I don't even know that one. we're yet talking about Josh Allen in terms of legacy. But they're he's building, building it, it yeah. as, as is Burrow. The Prince has. But one. yeah, oh, no, God. no, no, stop it. Stay high school, yeah, yeah. Royal lineage. Gatorade loves it. Okay. All right, but no, none of that. And leg the the article used the terms legacy building and narrative. Like mm-hmm. the quote you read was like, that's right. 
because there is a narrative obviously around Dak, and right now his leg, his narrative is on the line. Right now, the narrative, or they're, they're rumblings, let's put it that way. The rumblings around Dak are that he can't beat the good teams, for the most part. He did this year sometimes, but he can't beat the good teams, mm-hmm. and he's not going to deliver in the playoffs. He's one in three. All right? That's the narrative. That's, those are the rumblings. If he loses to a 45-year-old Tom Brady from an 8-9 and nine team, the rumblings will become a roar. And next year, and you, I was thinking the same guy, Dak, instead of going into the season next year, like he did this year and the year before, where it was like, can he lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl? They win the Super MVP? Bowl. He, right, all that. The, leg, the narrative going into next season will be, he can get you some wins. They're going to win 11, 12 games. It would be similar to Kirk Cousins. Yes. Like, he's a good quarterback. But he's not good enough to get you over the hump. Okay, what That's if, what's on the line. What if, if he, he wins? What if he defeats Tom okay. Brady good and question. ends Tom Brady's Tampa Bay little mini run? A good qu- it, does, it doesn't do nearly as much positive as it would do negative. Well, that's correct. Because, sure. if, because he's got to get at win least to the games. NFC championship yes. game. A lot of people have beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Nick Foles and, you know, some, some not-so-great players have beat Tom Brady. That seems like the, a well, the, 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 But, no, but I – listen, <laughs> well, yeah. this is a – in order to move the – if they beat Tom Brady and then lose in round two – it's, it, it is a nice moment, the beating of Tom Brady, but you are the favorite. Right. You are the better team by any metric. It's what you're supposed to do, even though it appears on this show it's a somewhat unpopular pick. I, I just think, do we think Matt Ryan has a legacy? Yeah, it's a bad one. It's oh, losing the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, no, no, no. So that's true. Bad. It's the, just sure. The, the, he has, there's he that moment of blowing the biggest Super Bowl lead. But I mean, my point is, I think, Matt, I think by any metric, Matt Ryan has accomplished far more in this league than Dak. Yeah. Far more. Won a league MVP, yeah. got to multiple conference championship games, got to a Super Bowl. Like that's, And because he's the Cowboys quarterback, because he's in all the commercials, because he came on so strong as a rookie fourth-rounder out of nowhere, that was his best year, that was the Cowboys' best year, that's the closest they've been to a conference championship game since he's been there, we just kind of all assumed, I think, that, well, that's the beginning of something great. And you wake up six years later... And that's as good as it ever was. And in some ways, Dak's gotten better as a passer. He can hit more tight window throws. He can throw the ball downfield better. But in some ways, he's regressed as a passer. He threw four times as many picks this year as he did that rookie year, even though he played four fewer games. And so I just, I, I, I think sometimes with great guys, we act like their legacies can be damaged by individual games too easily. And I think with I don't want to say mediocre, but good-ish guys. We talk about them like they have a legacy when they don't. You don't. All right. Uh, let's move from the team that is scoring to the one that is boring, the Tampa Bay <laughs> You're not Buccaneers. Let this one go. You should. I'm working on you it. You really should. <laughs> gonna, what, you got to come up with some different flavor or something. I do. I have, I, well, I have a few different okay. versions All right. of it. Oh, okay. uh, Tom Brady, who's never lost to the Cowboys, said the Bucks will be ready and healthy in his podcast. Take a listen. I'm hoping we're pretty healthy. I mean, I, I really I believe we're going to be as healthy as we've been all year, which is kind of exciting, you know, to get some guys back that haven't been in there and then, you know, see if we can go play our best football. Because I even said after the game, you know, it sucks being eight and nine. You know, you're playing against teams that have way better records, 12 and five, whatever it is. But you know what? The only thing that matters is who wins that day. I mean, that's true. What are, what are you mad about? I let Brew go first. Oh, it's just all so... coming together for them because he's right. Really? I'm so scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm just right. I'm not scared, but go ahead, Brew. You okay. go first. Is it clicking for Tampa Bay? Yeah. That's what we're talking about at the right time. Let me make one thing clear. Because Nick, I know Nick thinks, I convinced Brew he's picking I Tampa did. Bay. No, I no, did convince I am and not you did picking Tampa. Tampa Bay because they're a good team or a dangerous team. But you're picking I am picking Tampa Bay because they are playing the Dallas Cowboys, who are foolish. 
That's why I'm picking them. <laughs> and I don't expect the Cowboys to bring their F game. Okay. But I'm expecting a C minus type game. I think you'd be picking game. the Bucks if they were playing the Vikings too. The other divisional one. Well, again, we're talking See? about bad okay, teams. Okay, but, but we're talking about the three and the as good. We're teams. talking about the third and the fourth best records in the NFC. We we have to, no Tampa Bay. Yes. The answer is what? No, okay. they are not clicking. Okay. A few weeks ago, I watched them scrape by Arizona, the four win Arizona Cardinals, and then against Carolina. An absolute needed win, must win game, but for the three great passes to Mike Evans. And I know, no, but the red zone, they weren't great. They didn't play a great game. They just had some nice bombs Mm -hmm. to Mike Evans. Okay? And no, Nick, they are not clicking in. I watched that Atlanta game last week. People look, oh, they didn't play. No, they played them. They played Tom Brady and Chris Godwin and all those guys for about a quarter and a half. And it was tied 10-10 when Brady and company were in the game. And here were the series, Nick. They did score in the first series. But then two three and outs and a fumble against one of the worst defenses in the league. Oh, a fumble. So I'm supposed to be impressed? No. they're lucky they're playing the, the okay. first of all the Cowboys. They, they scored ten. They scored a touchdown on their opening drive in Week 18. They got a field goal later, like you said. The starters scored ten points in a quarter and, and a half, tied, which 10-10. is far better than their season average. Because Wilds calling them boring, a team that can't score ten points through a quarter and a half would be about 26 or 27 over the course of the game, guys. This is what I warned you about. It's not. Did you see who's back at practice? Ryan Jensen. Oh. Well, don't, hold on. No, Wait like a minute. Like we him, were all here together this, this offseason mm-hmm. when he got hurt, and I said, and you agreed, it might be the most damaging injury any team had suffered in the offseason. Now he might be back. They already got Vita Vea back. Their secondary is getting more healthy. Both of their tackles are back. This is the, the, this team, now I thought, going into this year, the team with the highest Preseason in Vegas win total was the Tampa Bay Bucks. Because everyone's now, like you. No, like no. Scared of the no, legacy. Stop it. Hold on a second. They are not like me. Because in the preseason, I said I thought the under for the Bucks season win total was the best bet on the board. I didn't think they were going to be a 12 win team or a 13 win team. However, the team we have seen all year is not the version that people thought would win 10, 11, 12 games. They have been incredibly banged up. And he is right that right now this moment, with the exception of Shaq Barrett, their pass rusher they lost for the season a couple months ago, this is the healthiest they've been all year. And, Brew, the part that I don't understand on your end is you are expecting them to win on Sunday. You don't think... That if this team wins a playoff game and is the healthiest they've been, they become dangerous against Philadelphia? You don't think that? This is what I've said. They will not get out of the NFC. Okay, but, They're not even a but major see, so, threat. So you're opening the door, though, the now NFC. for them to beat Philadelphia. No. No, they're they, not, they will not beat Philadelphia. Okay. Assuming Jalen Hurts is fine and uh, healthy. No, no, no. Not, there's no, none of that anymore. We're in the playoffs, though. But right, no, no. Here's the thing. All bets are literally not off. You can bet on all of it right now in Vegas. All the bets are on. We know the health of the teams. Jalen is not playing again until round no, two when they be right. playing Tampa. So he'll be fine. We saw where he's at. He is, though, banged up. They aren't playing rest. well. And they're playing a Cowboys team while it's coming off their worst game of the year. It is all Coming together this for Brady not, again. He, this doesn't justify your dream. Beating Dallas does not justify your dream. I said they dream. would be in the NFC Championship. Okay, that, that would justify yes. it. And, and their, their, their path there is two NFC East teams playing their worst football of the year right now. Maybe. You know what I'm going with? What? One team is scoring. Okay. Other teams are boring. <laughs> Take it to the bank. Remember it. When the Cowboys beat the Bucks, like what happened? Well. One team was scoring, the other one was boring. Uh, Coming up next, Lamar. Not going to play in the playoffs, most likely. This is the last time we've seen him in Baltimore. Oh, my goodness. What a take coming up. He wasn't playing. That would not be a quarter. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Oh, welcome back to a big Wednesday show. It's looking doubtful that we'll see Lamar play this weekend. Miss practice again. Felt like we had some positive news yesterday then. Uh-uh. Didn't happen. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that Lamar faces a, quote, uphill battle to take the field. Lamar himself retweeted a report. Then Short said his knee didn't feel right. I sent that to you and you didn't say anything. Because you send it to me 12 hours after I've already seen it. You didn't see it. Jim Trotter, early morning yesterday. I saw it. You <laughs> sent it to me last night. I was like, hey, this is interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll put it on the show, leader. We missed it by a day, but go ahead. <laughs> is there a chance we've seen the last? Oh, Greg Jennings is here. Hi, Greg. He's mic'd up and everything. How are you, my friend? Uh, is there a chance we've seen the last of Lamar as a Raven? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah. And it's a what? An absolute bummer, by the way, if Lamar can't play this weekend. Last year, when I coined better than a buy, mm-hmm. that was really just a pithy phrase of Chiefs arrogance. Not what this weekend is supposed to be. But if it's Skylar Thompson against the Bills and Anthony Brown against the Bengals, both those teams got better than a bye on deck. And that's a shame. Because the Ravens' defense has given Burrow more trouble than any defense in football this year. Played them close. And I think it would have been a hell of a game with Lamar playing. But if he's not going to play, does anybody think anything has happened this year that is going to make the Ravens say, okay, we were hesitant on giving you the fully guaranteed deal, but now we will? No. Well, their recent performance. They've been horrendous without him. I understand that, but they were horrendous without him last year. Last year, they they lost all their games without him. This year, they went three and, or I guess three and three at the end of it without him. I I don't think they're going to give him the fully guaranteed deal. And if you're not going to do that, you should trade him. You should flatly move on from him. Because how can you? I don't agree. I don't agree because you trade him and, and get who? Who comes in there and gives well, you a I've got, Listen, to... I got some oh. fake trades for you guys coming up, but that's Pandora's yeah, the, box. No, no, you can, no. I don't think we've seen the last out of Lamar Jackson. Look, they they know who he is. They know what he provides to this organization. I've gone at length into this when it comes to who he is off the field and on the field to the organization. But more importantly. How can you replace someone like that without retooling what you do offensively? Like, your identity has been Lamar Jackson right. offensively when you talk about Until the Until November Ravens. when he's not there. No. Him not being here, this is the first time I feel like Lamar Jackson is actually doing something for Lamar Jackson versus for the Baltimore Ravens. He has always been so loyal to a fault at times to where it's always been about the Ravens. It's How can I help them? How can I get on the field for them? How can I provide whatever they need me to do for them so I can secure who I am to them and the value that I bring? Look, you signed Roquan Smith. I think that's an actual positive thing right. because they're not trying to rebuild. This right. is not a franchise that rebuilds. They, re- they might retool, but to say you're going to bring in a guy to replace Lamar Jackson and improve, I don't see but that But my happen. point, Brew, is that if they're not going to, if their plan is just to franchise tag him, How can they feel at all comfortable that what happened last year and what's happening this year isn't going to happen for a third straight year? Because if they franchise tag him, we are all a year from now if he's banged up. It's the exact same logic. It's, well, he has no guaranteed money. He has to protect himself. But we look, first of all, we don't know if he's sitting out because 
he doesn't have the guarantee contract and he really could play, or if the knee is really bothering him. The reports now from Rappaport and Trotter are that the knee is just not ready. Okay, so what, what I'm going to say is this. In 27 years as a franchise, he is their first elite quarterback. I know they've won Super Bowls with Dilfer and Flacco. He's the first elite. 30 years. You don't just give that up. And if they give him up, then they're starting over. They are rebuilding if they give him up. And and here's the thing. Why give him up when you don't have to? They don't have to give him a five-year, $250 million guaranteed contract to keep him. They can just franchise him. And Lamar is a gamer. Just the same, which I didn't necessarily agree with. But he played at the beginning of this season Mm -hmm. because he's just like, I just want to play but that's, football. But that's, I think he'd do the same thing on the franchise. That's not, I don't think that's entirely the, the apples to apples, though. He played this year because holding out when you're still under contract is incredibly punitive to you. Refusing to sign a franchise tag is not punitive at all. There is nothing they can do. You but simply, you might not play. You, right, you might not play and you might end up going to hit free agency. But if you hold out, when you're, if he would have not shown up this year, his contract can toll. A lot of things can happen that are very different than not signing the franchise tag. Go ahead, Wilds. Oh, no. My question was to Brew. When you talked about the Ravens' success in the past, that Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl and Flacco won the Super Bowl, but Lamar is obviously better than those guys. If you're the organization, doesn't that work? counter to Lamar, where it's like, I don't we know. don't need a great quarterback. We want, we've already got two Super Bowl trophies here with quarterbacks who were less than elite. It's difficult to do, though. Uh, it's had, very difficult. They, they, they had great defenses. Yeah, I mean, you got to build that defense. elite defense. Which, by All the way, time great defense. it sounds like when you give Roquan Smith $100 million and you draft the safety in the first round and you don't spend any money on wide receivers, you're trying to build that model again. Here's the thing. So let's say... That, that all the reporting is correct and that this, that this has zero to do with his contract. That is still not great for Lamar. Because that just means two straight years he has suffered season-ending injuries in late November. So why not and lock him up for one year? Because, because it's I one year. It's no risk Because for the I don't know that that locks him up. I, first of all, I think the reporting around this has been fuzzy. It's a lot of people I respect, and I know Lamar is hurt. But I think a lot of people are doing some type of intellectual gymnastics saying, without a shadow of a doubt, this has nothing to do with the fact that he has zero guaranteed dollars. It would be irresponsible for him for that to not play at least a small Abs- factor. Agreed. In it. And so, but can I, you guys are saying you got to read, can I just show you guys some fake trades, please? Sure, we know you've been, this has I, been a week in the making, everybody. Okay. He's, he's been dying Number four pick, number 35 pick, and a first rounder. You might be able to get your quarterback that number four pick. If not, you can enter. There's a lot of free agent quarterbacks available. That's a trade. That potentially makes sense. Next one, please, from the C- Seattle. Number five pick, number 37 pick, and a first rounder. The next one, the Raiders. The number seven pick, the number 38 pick, a first and a second. And lastly, from the Jets. Number 13, number 43, and two first rounders. That's a lot. Well, the reason it's two first rounders there is because you don't have top five pick like the other team. Top five pick, you might be able to get your quarterback. And the last one, Greg, and I know you're intrigued in this one. No picks, no nothing, one for one. The Bears have nothing but money, need to spend it. You want to talk about a team that hasn't agreed? You said the Ravens haven't had a franchise quarterback in 27 years. Bears haven't had a franchise quarterback since Sid Luck. Everybody says they've never had one. Put some respect on Sid Luckman's name. But regardless. Justin Fields plays same style. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay him. I, Nick, here's the thing. Because I'm not as down on the franch, franchise in him as you are. The franchise tag, if, he, if he'll play on it, and I think he will, if he gets hurt again, then you can say, you know what, three years in a row, his style of player, whatever you want to blame it in, on he's not going to and last. And then you get then nothing you trade for him or let him go. Okay, but if he gets hurt again next year, those offers are not there. The, 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 his value is not increasing, guys. He After the first three weeks this year, he didn't play great. It's the second straight year he's been hurt. Like, I, the, I, I, okay. If they ask Lamar Jackson, do you want to be here? Do you still want to be our franchise player? And he says yes. You think they trade him? I think that he says yes 
and do you want me to be here? And they say yes. He says, okay, great. So funny. I have an idea. Sign me to this contract. And it ties us together. He wants the fully guaranteed deal. I don't think the Ravens, by the way, again, I like Lamar. Like everybody, it's, it's, it's mandatory you say it. I like Lamar. But I wouldn't give him five years fully guaranteed. I'd be nervous about that. I'm not. That's the, why you the, have the franchise. I can't keep coming Bro, back to but that. he is not guaranteed to play. Correct. He is the franchise well, we'll tag is. Let him reject it first. Okay. Let him reject it first. Okay. I thought that was pretty good. Thanks. He'll be. Pete back. Carroll paving the road to San Francisco with compliments. Yesterday, Niners were a juggernaut. Today, he went more over the top. Take a listen. Unfortunately, we're playing the Niners, and they're loaded, and they're loaded and healthy and on a roll and about as hot as you could possibly get, and uh, doing it in a really commanding fashion, too, you know, with the young quarterback who's doing so well, um, just kind of would buck the odds, you know, that everybody would think you could do that, and uh, everybody in the media, anyway. Brewery, are you surprised Pete is hyping the 49ers so much? Well, I have two explanations. Okay, that's right. One, this is psychological warfare. This is reverse psychology he's trying to play. Like it? He's trying to get the 49ers overconfident. They already should be confident, obviously. They're the heavy favorite, and they should be. But he's looking at it. They got a rookie quarterback who is still a rookie. Like, you know, a lot of times we say, well, he's gone through a full season. He's no longer a rookie. He's played six games. He's still a rookie and then Christian McCaffrey, obviously a vet, but only played in one playoff game. Maybe he's thinking, huh, maybe those guys will get a little overconfident, take us lightly, and then we can do something. The second thing is he's playing with house money. Pete Carroll's already won. He knows it. Nobody expected him to make the playoffs, right? Russell Wilson was terrible this year, and he resurrected Geno Smith. So, That's right, true. he's playing with house money and he knows it. So, he's either just being honest, like, hey, I've already won. So, whatever. They're going to stomp us or he's it's reverse psychology. Yeah, I agree with that. He's too smart to not have a, a motive about what he's saying. Look, and there's no way he's saying all of this and not going back in his own locker room and making sure he's letting his guys know, look, we, nobody's giving us a chance. You know, let's praise them. Everybody's praising them. I'm praising them. Look, guys, we got we got an opportunity to do something that nobody believes in us. It's 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 what every coach does when they know they're going to have to take their show on the road to get to wherever they they deem themselves possible to get to. Who do you have as far as Super Bowl? Greg, who do you have in this game? Uh, the Niners. Yeah. Okay. There's no well, other oh, answer. I, I mean, the, the and, Niners are going, what, Wilds? Well, I've, you got been, two, I've got oh, two full screens for you. Oh, let me see them. I told you, I don't like this. When everybody's against the underdog, I go the other way. First of all, here's Pete Carroll's history against Shanahan. Pretty good. This year, not so good. But guess what? 0-2. <laughs> all right. Third time you have to play a team. Remember when the Rams had to go and uh, play the 49ers? Oh, guess what? Rams got over on them. How about when Tom Brady couldn't beat the Saints once, couldn't beat him twice, third time, a little bit of magic. Just saying, think it's going to be hard to beat Pete Carroll three times in a row with a rookie quarterback. This would be it's your, an early upset alert. This would be, <laughs> I said it yesterday when you were flirting with it, you're now asking it to, you know, more than flirting, you're asking it he's to go to dinner it. and yes. drinks. I just want you to you. remember what he's right. saying, Committed. though. Because he's, tomorrow is tomorrow. For yeah, oh, yeah. Tomorrow, no, he's Friday. Friday, it's Friday, Friday, Friday. It's okay. He, he's going he's to he's gonna make sure he, he reemphasizes what upset alert is. You're saying right here that they're going to outright beat them. I'm not, well, first of all. This is what your, this is what your graphics Greg, and preach, everything Greg. is saying. What I'm not going to do is ruin the segment on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling people to tune in for the upset alert. But there is a lot of upset alert vibes around this game. You're going to beat Pete Carroll three times in a row? Don't come on here and say okay. it. It's going to be a tough game. <laughs> that's 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 your thing. It was my you... thing when I was easing my way into the show. <laughs> but once I felt comfortable, it was like, all right, let's do this. You're going the other way. I'm not. Did I call an outright win last week? Yeah, you did. Yes, I did. You did last The Lions to beat the Packers. Yes. You did. Friday, tune in, 4 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> is Nick worried about the Prince who has promised next? Also, Bruce, you've been on the show for like two and a half years. Been, uh, yeah. What do you mean easy? Easy. Than that? <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chargers, Jaguars. Jags offense in a bit of a funk, or is it? Differing views from the coach and the QB. Take a listen. I think the offense needs to have a better game than the other night, quite frankly. Uh, We didn't do enough. I mean, you know, we had opportunities, obviously missed some opportunities in the game that, uh, you know, we need to learn from. I think we've just had a a few more than we need the last two weeks of those negative plays or bad plays or misses or whatever it is. You know, we've just had a a few too many of those. But, um, you know, I still think our offense is in a great spot. Maybe. Yeah, of course. What do you mean maybe? I threw one touchdown. Does, give me a break. What? Stop! Nick. Stop moving the goalposts. What? What's moving Nick, the goalposts? Wait. The prince looked more like a frog last week. Oh, oh it worked. Wait, wait, did no, he I not? Wait, 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 I, I don't know. <laughs> he did, Nick. If it wasn't for the fumble return with, what, three minutes left, true. they lose. Okay, he had a fourth quarter comeback to win the game. Sorry. My bad. I won't apologize. He did? Well, the Jacks did, and, the, and you're a quarterback. I thought, guys. No, I thought Guys, listen, though. I know you don't like when I bring up college stuff. However, oh gosh. this Here is useful. Because the year Trevor Lawrence won a national championship, he had one bad game once he became the full-time starter. You know what it was? The conference championship. Who would they play? Pitt, actually. Oh, the Pitt game. He didn't play that well. Hold on, but it is instructive because it got the nerves out of his system. And then come the actual playoffs, he was excellent. So, yeah, do I think Trevor played perfectly in his first de facto playoff game? No, I don't. But do I think they did enough to win the game? And do I think right now, over the course of this year, I can get this table to admit this? He was the fifth best quarterback in football this season. Okay. Okay, hold on. Wait. You, you, I, I said, demand, that, you said that a couple weeks ago, and, you, and I, I was like, eh. I demand a name if I, you're going to scoff. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen and Jalen Hurts were better this year. Tell me another quarterback that was better than Trevor Lawrence this year. You can't. So, like I said, he was the fifth best quarterback in football this year, and y'all are trying to poke holes. You couldn't name one, and you wanted to so bad. I will admit to it. I thought I could, and then I'm like, nah, maybe he is. Was he better than Geno? What? Oh, you oh oh no! I I was just saying. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. You, you think that's silly? No, I don't think it's silly, but I know you've been hating on Gino all year. One, and now you're turned, well, now it's just about, let's see what. The first <laughs> half of the season, Gino had him. But when it counted most, they both got in. But when it counted most, yes. he was better. The yeah. only quarterback who's great every week is Mahomes. Golf was pretty He's good. He's the only one golf who's great. great. Golf, that's golf, good. How about golf? Great. Okay, golf Jared golf. was excellent down the stretch as well. But okay, so all that's year. fine. Your answer is golf or Gino? I rest my case, Your Honor. Then, then don't do ask the question. Then no, Jared Goff played awesome. Okay, so you think Goff and he had him the right there on the cusp of the playoffs. So you think Goff is the fifth best quarterback? Bruce says Geno. This side of the table says uh, Trevor Lawrence. Point remains that the the Jags. The idea that we're going to try to be like, oh, the Jags didn't beat the Frisky Texans by enough in Week 17. Well, it was 31 to three. Oh, the offense wasn't that great against the Jets. Well, it was 19 to three. Pull up, pull up what? Trevor's numbers. What? Yeah. I don't buy. I'm just they, not buying. They, those last stats. three weeks that you used against him, the last three weeks, yes, true. and they beat the he Jets nineteen to three, and the Texans thirty-one to three, and Jets he wasn't and great against Tennessee, but they did enough to win. I don't. Well, but but this is the exact thing you jump on me for when I pub up Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, they no. won without him throwing a touchdown, no. so you're ripping. And I know he's way better than Garoppolo. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying he hasn't played that well. The last nine Lately. weeks of the year, he's the highest-rated quarterback. I don't know what people. What are about talking the last about. three weeks? The last three weeks, as we th- head into the they're three and zero. Oh, and if you want to say it's because of the great Jags structure and the great Jags roster, I guess my argument would be is we're watching different Jags teams. Yeah. I think that many, kid changed. How many games have they won in a row? Five. 
And, and Trevor Lawrence They won nothing? four in a row. They four, won four okay. in a row. Has, yeah. has, has Trevor Lawrence had a lot to do with that? Yeah, I mean, he's been good, but, can, can but you, he's can thrown you, one. Can you oh, have, five. Sorry, can you have a bad five. game and your team actually yeah. help, helps you out? Yeah, that's what happened. And I, I'm with Nick well, on this. Well, when I say that, I, I get ripped. No, because no. you say it for a bad quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why. You're allowed to say it for good quarterbacks, not bad quarterbacks. It's okay. They had a bad game. They had a bad outing. 13 first downs, you got to do better. They all know that. They know oh, everything. Justin Herbert just... Annihilate. <laughs> you don't even like. You don't even like Justin. I don't know. You put me in a corner. Because <laughs> it's he like funny statistics. What do you mean it's funny statistics? What are the funny You're playing statistics? fast and loose with the numbers. You I go just, nine weeks. He's been the best. Goal. What about the last three? Has well, no, he's three and zero. Well, they again. They the the, the games. He, they beat the Jets by two scores. They beat the Texans by four scores. I am. Conceding How do you the do point, in that Texans game? he was not great against okay. the Titans, but they won. And in that game, he didn't throw a pick and he didn't throw the one touchdown. But they won, and I think nerves played a part of it. And those are the facts. Yeah, I don't know what not y'all... that nerves. The, but we, that's okay, just, I think nerves that's played a part of it, and I think it prepares him better for this weekend. Nerves you guys, in it's a just... non-playoff game. Okay, okay. this gonna be well good. I'm giving him a shot, nerves, but I think I'm leading. It's not a playoff game. It was the it was a playoff. No, it wasn't. It was a win. The playoff start. A win Dusty, stat, I need you to drop, drop your cereal. Oh what time? When did the playoffs start? They start on Saturday. Not, it's Can't a fake wait. playoff. Hold on That's that. a fact. I want you, you're right. That is a but fact. It was a playoff, playoff, playoff atmosphere. And he got nervous oh, okay. in the non-playoff. Yes. In or you're yeah. in. And now he'll be That's fine. That's playoff type game. Well, what, the, what happens this Saturday? Now the nerves are easy. Now you guys are saying house money games earlier. So we'll see. Let's just wait. I understand. You guys don't like the trumpeters. It's fine. I, I like the trumpeters. I think you're going to you've gone a bridge too but far. But you said That's that all. the whole year, and I've been right about it all. Really? I said when I, they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to win the division. Top five quarterback. Check out Greg's mad. Greg's legit mad. <laughs> Coming up next, 14 minutes. It's the best segment in all of sports television. Then in 14 minutes and 24 hours, it's the most motivating <laughs> segment in all of television. Yeah. It's the bud list. But right now, we're running the no huddle. We go crazy here. We're doing two stories in one block. Sound the alarm, not literally, Rick. I'm just saying it figuratively. Cardinals are going to try to trade DeAndre Hopkins. New coach, new GM. Kyler's going to miss the beginning of the year. And next thing you know, DeAndre Hopkins is looking for a new team. Greg, resident wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, and someone who I'm trying to get back in good graces with. <laughs> we'll start with you. Uh, best landing spot for DeAndre? Uh, Baltimore. Oh. With Lamar Jackson returning. Okay. I like that. I would like that. Or Chicago. But those two spots, I think there's a couple places that he can go. Uh, The Giants are another location. Um, Jackson, would you want to see him with Trey? They got Calvin. Remember, they traded for Calvin Ridley. And they signed those guys. They got got Christian Kirk. I'd love to see him there. I don't know if they have the money for it. I would love love to see a guy like uh, DeAndre Hopkins Link up with a guy like Lamar Jackson, someone who a lot of receivers have not ever said that they would go to, mm-hmm. but nobody's saying, I wouldn't go to Lamar. Nobody's shown that they would. I would love to see him link up with Lamar. He hasn't had help. He needs help, obviously, at that position. I like it. I, I do like it because I've been saying for a few years now, just like Stephon Diggs helped Josh Allen and we've seen it elsewhere, yep. I would like to see Lamar with an elite receiver. Maybe it takes him. I mean, heck, DeAndre took Kyler to another level sure. initially. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this. I don't know if they can make the trade, but Cleveland. Well, that's the one that makes the with most sense. Right. They I were great, obviously, thing. together. Yeah. But so. the, the, the trouble making the trade is the trouble. Right. What is DeAndre Hopkins' value? Because Cleveland doesn't have their first rounder this year or next year, mm-hmm. and their cap situation's not great. The Giants, to me, are the team. We talk about trying to help a young quarterback. For sure. The Giants going the other way. With Daniel Jones has less wide receivers than anyone in the league, you know, other than the guy that's going to win league MVP and makes it work. I mean, they, they don't, they don't <laughs> have it. No, I mean, the Chiefs are literally starting a guy who wasn't good enough to play for the Giants, Kadarius Stoney. I don't that's know if not, you've heard of him. He that's what happened. He wasn't, he wasn't good that's enough to play was. for the Giants, and the Chiefs are like, we got no receivers. They got some receivers. Sorry. No, they do have some that. receivers. It's just what happened. Guys, I just know Stop it's what happened. Sorry. Uh, but more importantly, the Giants make a ton of sense. I'm with Daniel, surprised. So you like him with Daniel Jones? Yeah. Well, I'm talking Jones about a, a team. I'm talking about the teams that should go after him. Yeah. Because I don't think, and this is what I want to get your take on, Greg. I think DeAndre Hopkins is 
if uh, if the last ten years of the NFL were an all decade, I think he'd be on the all decade team as mm-hmm. receiver. I think he's a great player. I'm a little nervous about him. Why? Thirty one. 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns combined the last two years. That was one year for him previously. He had the suspension and then some injuries. Like, He's only played 19 games the last two years. Yeah. So I, the, Now, is it a risk I would take? Yeah. Yes, but I'm saying it's not, to me, the sure thing. Like, A.J. Brown, he's better than A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. But A.J. Brown was entering his prime. AJ, and so there's some concerns there. But the one team nobody mentioned, Wilds, and yeah. I'll let you go because sure. I know you've been circling this guy ever since wow. Belichick was flirting with him. But uh, <laughs> uh, if the Packers are trying to run it back, I would think the Packers would maybe learn from their mistakes of this year, and now you have Watson as the young guy. Nope, I've given up on that. You've they, given they, up on them. Because they, they like to nurture their own guys. They sure. like to go to the okay. draft. We always say Packers, and then That's they don't. Then, then, then. Absolutely. Well, I've got a little treat for you. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I tweeted this out yesterday. It's from December 12th. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's from Hard Knocks. And it's uh, DeAndre Hopkins talking to Bill Belichick. Now, because of some regulations about HBO Hard Knocks, we can't run the sound. But, Nick, if you'd like to, you could play. Who do you want to play? I'd like to play Belichick. You can play Belichick, and I will play uh, DeAndre Hopkins. If we can have some background uh, ambient noise, this is how it played (laughs) out if you haven't seen my Twitter. Uh, Go ahead. I'm glad we only have to play you every four years, man. I love you, man. That's the other half. I love you, man. You too. You too. What a career you're having. You missed half the season. Still going to lead the league in receiving. You know I do my job, man. I would really love to be a New England Patriot someday. <laughs> that, they, that, part, that part's out my script. I would love to be the new Randy Moss. And next thing you know, maybe we go undefeated and I can link up with you and unlock Mac Jones' potential, just like Tyreek Hill and Tua and Stefan and Josh Allen. I'm the guy for that. Go ahead. Then All switch. that? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get better, man. So there it is. So I took a little bit of creative license, but that's basically what he said. So keep your eye on New England, fourth most cap space. Moving I on. do think, by the way, oh, real well. quick, I know you're being a little funny there. You know what stuck, stuck out to me on this? The fact when he said, I love you? No, well, no. When he said, you miss out the season, you're still going to lead the league in receiving. Belichick is not a dumb guy. And Belichick knows he's nowhere close to leading the league in yeah. receiving. That is not even in the realm of possibility. You might have proprietary. But, no, but I feel like he also knew that DeAndre Hopkins might be available at some point. Of course. I feel like that was a little... Like like well, legal he, tampering. He's going to always wear the general manager yeah, hat as well. Yeah, it's like so. a little legal tampering by Belichick. Yeah, yeah, do you, you don't think it feels a little Randy? Probably not. Well, and, and he's, the GM couldn't do it, but the head coach yeah. can talk to players. It's weird. Go ahead. A little Randy Moss-ish? Moss-ish? I, I wouldn't be mad at that, Wild. I wouldn't. Team, not. Here's, here's the, hold on. Mac. I know Ooh, we have you to move on. There, here's the only <laughs> issue, though. His yeah. issue in, in Houston, the reason they traded him. Come on, talk about it. And in Arizona, they what it happened. Nuke. Doesn't practice. Okay. <laughs> like, like, and when I say doesn't practice, Greg, tell me, we're like he just does. flatly like, okay. nah, not yeah, going to do not it. Gonna work and really I don't know if that's going to fly in New England. Sounds like Randy Moss and the Raiders to me. Okay. No, Come that's to New fair. New England, next thing you know. But then he came, he came to New England, and he had Tom Brady at quarterback. Yeah, yeah baby Tom Brady. Okay. That's going to be working perfectly. What? Dolphins officially <laughs> ruled Tua out for their game, so it looks like it'll be Skylar Thompson. There's a chance Teddy could wow. play, but it doesn't look like it. Here's Mike McDaniel. Take a listen. As of uh, today, um, Tua has not been cleared by doctors to resume football activities on the field with his teammates. So um, because of that and because of the time that um, he's missed, I can rule him out for Sunday. Uh, has a long walk there. Uh, <laughs> Skyler Thompson, last two games, passing yards 100 and then 152, and it's none of it's that great. Uh, Nick, are you giving the Dolphins any chance here? Well, listen, with Tua, I think this was going to be a really good game. With Teddy, it has a chance to be a game if Teddy plays as well as he can play. With Skyler, there's no chance whatsoever, and I think everybody a- agrees with that. So I, so I have a slightly different question. Because this is the worst-case scenario for all parties involved. The Dolphins kills their season. Mm-hmm. And Tua, two months ago, was looking at a big contract extension. Does, can Miami go into next season 
Can, this offseason, don't they have to at least look around at quarterbacks? At the very least, they can't give them the extension. Right. right? I they agree can't. With that. So I just think this is but just this puts Tua's future in Miami in real jeopardy, unfortunately. Absolutely. 100%. When you, if if you, you're talking about a guy that had consecutive, like almost back-to-back concussions in one year, right. you, you, you start to flirt with a fourth. That, we're talking about career. And, I mean, Ryan Westbrook, good friend of ours, yep. friend of mine, he ended his career. Like, it happens. And so with Tua, you can't flirt with that. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you have Tyreek Hill right now in his prime. You have Jalen Waddle wow. right now in this. Like, you can't wait for Tua to – Get, stay healthy, commit to him. You got to have somebody that can throw them the ball. But what do, what are you going to do? I mean, I hear you guys. Because his career, not just with the Dolphins, but his career period is questionable mm-hmm. now. I, but I don't think anybody's on the market that is better than him. I mean, there's a quarterback right they tampered with for a long time trying to get him. I, I mean, he's going to be a free agent. That would be mean, shocking. I don't I, I'm just telling well, you, Miami, had I think it's all the on the board coach. for Miami. Yeah. I think they pick up his option, but I think it's. I think it went from overwhelmingly likely he gets a big contract extension to now, unfortunately, no, close to zero percent he gets a big contract extension. I will leave it there. Tears coming up next. Stay with us. Tears. First things first. Well, he said yesterday, Niners best team in the league. He That's did. my That's opinion. Welcome back. It's four o'clock. You know what that means. Last night, ensconced in a New York hideaway. A select committee of literati, academics, and the sports intelligentsia at large. Well, they met to learn, fight, and toil. To burn that midnight oil. To concoct what has become known around the world as the best segment in all sports television. It's my honor. It's my privilege to say it's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you so very much, Kevin Wilds, and thank you to the committee members who stayed extra late last night as all 32 teams are represented in this week's tiers. We will start with a particular group. This group is called Sad (laughs) Offseason. So they're in the, it's not good. You don't have picks, or you don't have cap space, or you don't have a coach, or your quarterback might hold you hostage, whatever it is. It's not going to be a fun offseason for these teams. Miss the playoffs, and the next few months ain't going to be great. Now, two other groups. Purgatory and exciting offseason. Purgatory is very simple. You're going to be fine. And guess what? Next year, you're going to be the same as this year. You're going to win seven, eight, nine games. You're going to be alive for the playoffs. Your games are going to be not that exciting, and we'll rinse and repeat until you get real quarterbacks in town. Exciting offseason. Some of those are the worst teams in the league. But they got dollars galore. They got top picks in the draft. They might have attractive coaching vacancies. They might have attractive quarterback openings, all of those things. But, unfortunately, they all missed the playoffs. Now... To the tiers. Bottom of the tiers. Politely, Politely decline. <laughs> um, we're going to RSVP with regret to the playoffs this year. We appreciate the invite, and unfortunately, we just can't make time to get our teeth kicked in on national television in front of 30 million people. But otherwise, we'd love to be there. Uh, next, these two teams didn't make the playoffs. Oh! They are in better position than two teams that did. Trendy wow. 2023. I like this. The Lions go into the offseason feeling great. Yeah. Coming off a win. The Jets, while they're going to the offseason on quite the losing streak, feel like we're a quarterback away. Mark it down, America. Wow. Place your futures bets now. These two teams will be come July. You're going to turn on television. You're going to hear Peter Schrager say, I know it sounds crazy. The Detroit Lions are going to make the conference championship game. Oh. It's going to be, both of those teams are going to be trendy wow. teams for next season and feel better about their years even though they missed the playoffs. All right, now <laughs> we go to very different off-seasons. So both of these teams are going to lose this weekend, and that will begin very different off-seasons. For the Cowboys, losing this weekend will mean are they firing the coach? What is Dak's future? Another disappointing season. The Giants are going to lose this weekend, and they're going to say, Brian Dable should be coach of the year. We love Daniel Jones more than we ever have. We had a wonderful season. It's very odd. It gives you an idea of where expectations are and whether or not you meet them. But they're both NFC East teams. They're both wild card teams. They're both losing this off this weekend, but they have very different off seasons. High variance. All right, now, in fairness to the committee, when we met, 
there was not all this reporting that Lamar Jackson was unlikely to play this weekend. This, was, this ranking was assuming Lamar could play, in which case both of these teams could lose this weekend, and both of them could make the conference championship game. The variance for these teams is higher than anyone else in the postseason, and that's not shocking at all if they lose this weekend, and not shocking at all if they win a couple playoff games. Kevin Wilds. Yes? You don't get much right on a daily basis, but one thing you do is every time I ask you this, what are these not? Mr. Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> not the stand Not. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Not the standings. That is oh, correct, gosh. sir. So, and you know what? The committee is proud of the fact that it feels like whether you guys know it or not, it's football logic has burrowed deep into your brain, all of America. Because America doesn't respect the standings the way it once does. Or else the 13-win Minnesota Vikings would be considered contenders. True. Yet in all the football media world, you find one person who has them getting to, much less winning the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, <laughs> however, you guys have you guys are still tied to the standings enough that while 13 wins doesn't impress you, 14 wins, oh man, that's the best team in football. It's the same. It's the same. They're both round two and out teams that had nice seasons. Brew. Once again, you look like you bit into a bad group. Because this is horrible, Nick. Let, I, maybe, you, maybe the committee didn't hear. Oh. Jalen Hurts is back. Is he, okay. though? Yeah, yeah, he's back. Maybe you did. He came. Oh, it, it worked out perfectly. Oh, he came out. He got the rust off. They threw the football a lot. He didn't run like did he look because he's still healing. But now he's got two weeks. Uh, I, I might. This is still too low. But I might feel a little better about your tears with the Eagles. If they were playing this weekend, but they got two weeks to get his shoulder right, they will be fine. And you, how in the world you put them on the same level as Minnesota? Minnesota's got one of the worst defenses in the league. Philly might have the best. So no, they, they, they're. I don't even know who's above them, but I haven't seen Jacksonville anywhere. Well, I, would I haven't seen several other who... teams that they should be ahead of. Okay. They got as good a chance to get to the Super Bowl. As any team in the league. Right. Yeah, well, I said it. It's I like that. a little embarrassing for you that you don't know who's above them because there's only six teams left. You probably <laughs> should have been able to figure that one out. Uh, as far as you asserting that it all went great for Philadelphia, listen, I wasn't in Nick Sirianni's pregame meeting, but I don't think when he was talking to the guys, he's like, all right, guys, here's the plan. We're going to have to play the full 60 minutes and survive an onside kick to beat the JV Giants. But maybe, listen, I Sirianni is a different type of cat. Maybe that is what he was going for. Next. A couple of goats. Oh, my gosh. What? what? You have the greatest football player, the greatest player in the history of the NFL and the greatest player in the history of Georgia high school football <laughs> right alongside each other. Uh, we <laughs> have this is true. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You know what? And the Maybe. greatest player, Herschel Walker, was pretty good. Pretty good. And the greatest yeah. player in the history of Clemson University and soon to be the greatest Jacksonville Jaguar with respect to our friend Fred Taylor. So here's the deal about these two teams. They, neither one has any business being here. Both of their defenses have underachieved what they were expected to do before the year. Both of the teams went through long losing streaks at different points of the season. Mm -hmm. However, despite all that, through the fortitude, ingenuity, and outright talent of their quarterbacks, oh. they find themselves hosting playoff games. And don't blame them that they're hosting playoff games. That's just the format. They won divisions. That's the number. Every Greg, you show up at the, every year. What do they say? Number one goal, win the division. They did it. Next, uh, frightening but flawed. So these two teams are undeniably frightening. Why do I say flawed? So for the Bills, the... Josh Allen red zone turnovers even this week continued at a, a, in an odd spot and an alarming rate in a game that they found themselves trailing at some point in the second half to the New England Patriots despite a kick return touchdown. And for the Bengals, and, and by the way, also the Bills secondary is, is, is a big question mark at this point of the season as well. And for the Bengals, didn't love how they ended the season, didn't love how they conducted themselves in that final game and don't love some of the injuries they are currently dealing with at the worst time of the year. However, they are still one of the four best teams in the league. Uh, juggernaut. Pete Carroll said it. Mm -hmm. I said it. Anyone that watches football this year could say it. 
San Francisco 49ers have every single thing you'd want in a football team with the exception of an experienced quarterback. Luckily, the rookie quarterback is playing the best of any first-time starter since Kurt Warner or Patrick Mahomes. So they've got everything they need, and if you believe, like the committee believes, that Philadelphia is going home after the first playoff game, well, then they also have a de facto home field advantage. And that, of course, leaves one team. And while Brew might not yet know who it is, the rest of America does. They have done <laughs> a process of elimination. Favorites, while rebuilding. Why are you rebuilding? So, what? what? Lot, rebuilding? So the fourth most snaps played by rookies this year was the Kansas City Chiefs. Chicago and Houston were teams ahead of them rebuilding. Uh, they are top ten in off-season resources, cap space, and picks, and all of that. And yet they find themselves with the best record in football. And they find themselves there despite the fact that I know nobody talks about it, but the Chiefs' number one receiver hasn't played in two months, and their number one running back hasn't played in six weeks. So how? That's because they have obviously the league MVP and obviously the best coach in football, and that obviously with the best record makes them the favorites. Greg Jennings, how are you, sir? I'm tired of the committee, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm really getting disgusted with the committee and how they alter the top. Like, it's either you're the favorites. Don't put a caveat of, wow, we're building. Like, the, is the committee really deep, digging that deep to where they look at the roster and say, oh, they have more rookies now all of a sudden. Yeah, Let's say that they're a better team. Look, the Bengals, future the, committees the Bengals are the it. hottest team in the AFC. Can we put up this full screen, please, oh, so we can, oh. we can please show the, the committee and Nick, who's the voice of the committee, what we're talking about since week nine. Pretty good. Look at these numbers. They're 8-0. Oh, and I'm going to jump straight down to the bottom. Uh, Cincinnati oh, beat yeah. Kansas City 27-24 in week 13, who's atop the committee or atop the tiers yeah. somehow. Look at the team points per game. Up, oh, Cincinnati again. Complete percentage. Look, Joe Burrow. I mean, he's. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out because you had him flawed. Yeah. Where's Where's the flaw? Well, because you didn't like the way they finished no, the season. I'll tell you Ain't why. No. Can I tell you the truth, Greg Jennings? <laughs> I had a feeling you might pick the Bengals. And they have one glaring flaw that I didn't want to mention until you had already spoken. So now I will tell you, their right tackle is done for the year, and their right guard, Alex Kappa, is in a walking boot. So that's two-fifths of their offensive line. What have we seen the one way to get to the Cincinnati Bengals? Through an offensive line that all of a sudden looks a hell of a lot like it looked last year when Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback since David Carr in NFL oh, history. Oh, and what did they do last year? Right? They overcame <laughs> it last year. Oh, oh, they overcame They overcame it, it last year. I mean, just, 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 just so we can understand yeah. and put it into context, where did they have to go to overcome it? They had to go to Kansas City. Oh. And what oh. did they do? They beat Kansas oh. City. Okay. Oh. Just so we oh, just real quick before just we go to Kansas City. Just so Dangerous. I understand, so I understand that it, Greg job. Jennings, who is advocating for Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you have them losing in round two, correct? Well, oh! <laughs> we're talking about the tears right now. Oh. They're the hottest team to finish the regular what season. Happened? He has them losing in round two. You just, had, you just ran the full marathon. You were winning, and the next thing you know, well, he's got the deal. He's still he's got the deal. Look, he's trying. He's he, he, he caught you. He got you. Me? He got you to tear <laughs> over here and look. Oh, uh, he did like it. He did like it. I'm going to say that the Giants are underrated. Here's why. What? Reason what? number one. What? Experience overrated. And I was like, well, it's Daniel Jones, it's Saquon Barkley. It's not my take, it's Brian Dayball's take. Take a listen. I think it's really, really what you make out of it, Jordan, is the experience probably is overrated, to be honest with you. Um, it's how you prepare, how you practice, and ultimately how you play the game. Thank you. So I don't want to hear anything about the Giants not having enough playoff experience. Reason number two, ready and rested. Rested almost everybody last week and still gave the Eagles the business. That's true. Uh, yeah, well, granted, but they still gave them the business. Okay. okay. Um, in their last meeting with the Vikings, they had more yards, more passing yards, more rushing yards, more yards per play. Vikings ended up winning the game with a long field goal, but the Giants were right in that game, and now they're totally rested. Hmm, feeling good. And then finally, a little bit of a renaissance. We're getting oh. old Saquon Barkley back, and maybe, just maybe, against a Vikings pass defense that is not good and let even Mac Jones have career numbers, maybe Kenny Galladay could come back. Maybe not, 
But it is a wonderful <laughs> highlight. Great. And yeah. Kenny Galladay took care of the bill I read in the New York Post in their uh, playoff party. Maybe Kenny Galladay got unlocked something. And just to let you know, thinking of a man of integrity, I put a little one-unit bet on Kenny Galladay. Anytime touchdown score. So the Giants underrated. Early, early upset feel. Giants in Minnesota. That would be an upset alert. That would not embarrass you like the Seahawks one that you're thinking of. Never know. But listen, the, the, we can't show the tears again right now because we don't have time. But I don't know if America noticed the top eight teams of the tiers hmm? are going to be the eight teams remaining after the first week, and the Giants aren't going to be one. I disagree. So, okay, we'll see. Okay, coming up next. Good tiers, though, overall. I thought they were great. Steph Curry's back, and so are we in four minutes. First things first. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Steph is back. Had 24 points in his first game back, but the Warriors lost to the Suns. Oh, but the Suns are really good. Well, they didn't play anybody. Oh, and they're not that good this year. And they're also not that good when they do play everybody. Not great. Here's Steve Kerr after the game. You need to get a wake-up call. Um, You need to be reminded how hard it is to win. And you need to um, understand the level of commitment to each other, to the game, that it takes to to win a title. Our 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 vets know that. Um, our our young guys are still learning all that. Okay, it'll be fine when they get back to uh, Chase Center. Oh, that was at home. Yeah. Oh, they lost three straight at home. Yep. And they're three and sixteen on the road, right? Yeah, they're not great. And they're below five hundred now. Mm-hmm. A game better than the Lakers, who are in disarray. One game, one game better than the Lakers, right? Yeah. So I just and, – and, and Phoenix wasn't playing Booker because he's hurt, Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton. No, I've got the lost. starting lineup. So here's – my question for Brew is this. What will it take for you to be concerned? It will take them playing this poorly. Because we're at the exact halfway point. Late. Yeah, it's fine. 50%. Okay. Where was Boston a year ago? Boston had the his most historic comeback in, within season in league history. Yes, so you're but banking I, on that? I would put much more, yeah, yeah, because of the pedigree of the players in Golden State. I'm not worried about Steph Curry. Not worried about Draymond Green. I'm you're not, not worried, worried about, about Draymond Clay a little bit. No, 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 because this is what he does. You were killing him last year. You didn't think he had anything left because he's getting single, and then triple, he got benched by his own coach. And and his mom tweeted about how bad but he was. What he does, the intangibles are fine. They were six and five, Nick, without Steph Curry. I like that. If the Nets go six and five without Durant and, and, and whatever, but they that were is six over and two games, without Steph I'll Curry a week ago, and then they lost that, three in a row. That's okay. Well, Steph played last oh, night. Oh, you're right. My bad. Sorry. They but they're the eighth seed. They're a game out of the sixth seed, and a game they're out two of the and a half seed. games out of the fourth seed. But that's how. Really? You're really banking. Clay found his game yep. while Steph was out. Jordan Poole found his no, game he did not. while Steph I'll was out. They started playing better Poole. defensively while Steph was out. They're going to be fine. Now, look, are they a guarantee to win the West? No. Like, I picked them. I'll give you that. But were, you, you act like they They, they are not guaranteed not to be in the real playoffs. Oh, oh come on. What? Hold on a second. So you're saying... Wait a minute. I'm saying they absolutely okay. could finish 7 through 10. And the last time they finished 7 through 10, they just needed to win one of two. And LeBron hit a shot in their eye, and then Joss sent them home. The idea that, oh, this team, if they if they in the play-in, no, no chance they lose. We literally saw them lose in the play-in. The, the, Boston had this same exact record a year ago. Boston's turnaround last year is no, it was historic. It was, it was, while we were talking about it, we said this is the greatest from midway point or right before the midway point of the season to end of season turnaround in NBA history. That is, there's no way Steph in the four time, what they did last year shocked it's everybody. It's not that it's no, no way they can do it. It's that to me, that is using the Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. It's like, yes, because something has happened once doesn't mean you should then say no, it, it's, it's likely to happen again. But it's why the are you so scared of Tom Brady in these playoffs? Because he's going to sneak in, and you're like, "Well, it's Tom Brady. He, once you get in the playoffs, good things happen." And you're no, you're not. Because I have seen this Warriors. Warriors team since Kevin Durant left oh, be yeah, bad more often than it was good. Year. Yes, they won the title last year, and the year before that, they they got bounced in the play-in. Play was and the year before, a shell of himself. I I I, I understand. Hurt. But the the I if I told you guys going into the year. 
hey, at the exact midway point, they would be the worst team in the league on the road, worse than Houston, worse than San Antonio, and Steph would have been injured during the year but you know, missed 10 games, and they would be below 500. Concerning or no, I think you both would be like, well, that would be concerning. Did something happen before the year? Well, Draymond hit a kid on the team, seemed to kind of throw off the vibes. But I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. You guys can't. It, the vibes are off. off. I'll the, give you that. The vibes are off. Yeah, because he hit a kid. We had a bad two weeks after you punched Brew. <laughs> yeah, but we bounced back. <laughs> we bounced back. Uh, Dax Legacy on the line. Next. First things first. <laughs> Metal time. Blazers versus the Frisky Magic. Dame goes by a Wagner. And then dunks on Cole Anthony. You guys mm. slandered my guy Franz earlier when it's his brother. You know, what's what's That's the line? Mo? He's not his brother's keeper. It's not his fault that Moe's got slow feet. Also, by the way, Blazers had three game-tying three-point attempts at the end of this game. Zero were taken by Dane. I'm going to go ahead and say bad strategy. Yeah, it's supposed to be game-tying. I think you should be worried about the Blazers. Well, the Blazers? Okay. Yeah. Right. Bronze medal. Oh, worry about okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Worry about Bronze medal. So he's boring. 43-11-7 for Luka, otherwise known as his typical night against the Clippers. Actually, yeah. it's his average against the Clippers. Ty Lue said it. Well, another person from this game shows up in the middle scene in a moment. Silver medal. Good God, it's Kawhi Leonard's music. On oh, the medal wow. stand, for the first time since the games were still held in Athens, Kawhi Leonard, 33-9. <laughs> and nine. For a medal for the sparsely available Kawhi Leonard. And then a gold. We try not to give out gold medals in losing efforts. However, when you're returning Let's home go. to Utah, when you drop 46 points, when it's another chance for me to remind Kevin Wilds the Knicks could have had him, but R.J. Barrett, you can't trade R.J. Barrett. 45-5-6 <laughs> six for Donovan and his return to Utah. There's your medal stand uh. from last night. I tried to get Franz Wagner on there. He had 29 and a win, but wasn't quite good enough. There it is from last night in the NBA. Yeah, pretty good. That's uh, got to sting, Wilds. Yeah, it's okay. It's just a small delay. Dax Legacy <laughs> on the line in the battle versus Brady in Tampa Bay. Uh, Jean-Jacques Taylor wrote in the Dallas Morning News that it doesn't have a ton of confidence in the Cowboys, even though they won 12 games, because, quote, we know Brady's past and Dak's present. Brew, are you buying that this is a legacy game? Hey, Dak doesn't have a legacy. And Nick and I agree on this. Legacies are reserved for all-time greats or all-time winners. And Dak hasn't done either yet. Now, the, the column by Jean-Jacques did talk about legacy building, and changing the narrative. Because right now the narrative, Nick, I think about Dak is ah, he can't really beat the good teams and he's not going to get it done in the playoffs. And his big numbers, a lot of them come when they're down against prevent defenses. He can shift that narrative if he beats Brady. He'll start to shift it. Sure. Or that rumbling can become a roar and he yeah, takes I just, a step the, back. I, the, Derek Carr didn't have a legacy. Kirk Cousins doesn't have a legacy. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a legacy. Only his handsome. Yeah. Dak Prescott didn't have a legacy. And I think that this the the fork in the road moment for Dak in this game is if they lose, then the narrative surrounding Dak is, goes back to okay, game manager, an overpaid game manager. If they win and then win again the next week and he shows up in the conference championship game for the first time in his career, then you start to build that legacy. But right now, there's no legacy to tarnish. Do you think the legacy of Dak's offense is scoring and the Bucks' offense is boring? Is something that <laughs> I think a much funnier show called Speak is on the next. We'll see you tomorrow.